All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fairly Lame Podcast. As always, my name is Dom, and this is your home of good environmental news from all around the world. This is episode 69, and for me here in Australia, this is actually dropping on Christmas Day, so I just want to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas. If you celebrate, if you don't, hopefully you still get to have a chance to, you know, spend a bit of good quality time with uh, the people you love, people close to you, and uh, yeah, just celebrate the end of another year. And if you missed last week's episode, just another reminder that the Fairly Lame podcast is not going anywhere over the uh, holiday period. We'll keep uh, keep showing up every Monday. For me, it's uh, 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Um, but yeah, again, just want to thank everyone for the year that has been uh, and all the support, all the interactions and, uh, you know, building a bit of a community uh, over on Instagram particularly. And uh, yeah, just really appreciate and enjoy connecting with you all and all the great messages that come through. Um, yeah, like I said last week, I just, yeah, can't put into words how thankful I actually am. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm making an effort to keep putting out these videos over the Christmas period just to, I guess, repay the faith um, and the loyalty and all, all that kind of stuff that you guys have shown me because um, I think it is the least I can do. So as I put my phone on uh, silent, hopefully you guys did not hear that, uh, we will get straight into uh, the overview for this week's episodes or this week's uh, topics rather, only one episode this week. So first off, we'll start off by looking at the importance of seagrass and a new restoration project the Zoological Society of London are undertaking off the coast of England. Then the American government's massive commitment of $8.2 billion to revamp the nation's railway infrastructure and push forward a couple of high-speed train projects. A plug-in hybrid truck that features 100 square metres of solar panels on its trailer, which is currently undergoing testing on public roads in Sweden of all places. And then we'll finish up by looking at the ugly food subscription boxes that are helping to divert literally millions of pounds of perfectly good but slightly unattractive food from landfill. And so just quickly, if you're new around here, down in the description under the podcast or YouTube video, you can find uh, some source information for those stories if you want to go and learn a bit more about the topics. Uh, and then down there, you can also see the timestamps for each of those stories if you want to skip to a certain story in particular. Um, and I think that is all the announcements uh, that I have for this week's episode. So we'll just get straight into our first story, which is about the Zoological Society of London's new project to replant seagrass meadows off the coast of England that will be able to store almost 15,000 tonnes of carbon. So despite covering less than 1% of the seafloor, seagrass meadows are responsible for capturing up to 18% of the carbon held in our oceans, and as the ecosystem can store it 35 times faster than rainforests, we need as much of it as we can get. And on top of that, when you factor in all of the other benefits, such as how it acts as a nursery for commercial fish and facilitates tourism by supporting things like dugongs and sea turtles, the world's seagrass is estimated to be worth as much as $1.9 trillion. However, despite this value, it's estimated that the UK has lost as much as 92% of its seagrass due to things like water pollution and coastal development. So to fight back, conservationists are aiming to replant 18 hectares of it over the next two years. And one of the more interesting ways of doing this is by using modified sealant guns to disperse the perfect mixture of seeds and mud for successful germination. And another method they're testing out is to transplant the seagrass by taking cores of it from healthy donor meadows and planting it into the areas they're rehabilitating where it will slowly spread and drop seeds. 
It's fair to say that the water quality at some of England's beaches is pretty questionable, and the scientists behind this project acknowledge that the seagrass won't be able to offset the sewage dumping or agricultural runoff, but say that this is a crucial step in working towards clearer and cleaner waters. Now for our next story, the US government has committed $8.2 billion to massively revamp the country's rail infrastructure, including two new high-speed bullet trains. So the money will be split up between 10 different projects across the country, with $3 billion of it going towards the Brightline West project, which will connect Los Angeles with Las Vegas in time for the 2028 LA Olympics. And it's estimated that the Brightline will replace 3 million cars and save over 400,000 tonnes of carbon every year, as by going at 220 miles per hour, the commuters will be able to complete their journey in half the time it would take them to drive. As for price, Brightline hasn't released an exact figure as we are still around 6 years away, but they have said that a ticket would be on par with how much you'd pay for fuel and parking for your car, except now that money would get you there so much faster. The all-electric trains will be made in the US, and the plan is to power them primarily on solar, with the company guaranteeing that they'll operate on 100% renewable energy by 2045 at the latest. And on top of the jobs manufacturing the trains, the construction of the lines will employ another 35,000 people, with 1,000 to be retained in permanent full-time operational and maintenance roles. And one thing that I absolutely love about the project is that it includes the construction of three massive wildlife crossings above the train line and existing Interstate 15 to allow animals to safely move throughout the landscape. Now, staying on the topic of green transportation, our next story is looking at a solar-powered truck that is currently being tested in Sweden. So the company behind the prototype is called Scania and they've developed a plug-in hybrid truck that features solar panels on its 60-foot long trailer to make the most of the unused space. They worked with researchers from Uppsala University to develop efficient and lightweight solar panels that are designed specifically to be used on vehicles and one super important feature is that they can be installed onto existing trailers. And from their trials in Sweden, they estimated that over a year, these panels could offset 5,000 kilometers per truck, which is pretty solid considering that that's in Sweden, where there's only clear skies around 40% of the time. And the company says that because of those conditions, if the prototype could be successful there, they could confirm the widespread validity of the project, especially for sunnier places like here in Australia. And one maybe unexpected benefit of this design is that after disasters, these trucks could be used to transport supplies to impacted communities, and then whilst they're there, they could be used as portable solar farms to provide electricity to things like clinics until the power comes back on. And finally, for the last story on this very special Christmas edition of the Fairly Lame Podcast, we'll be having a look at the uh, subscription boxes that you can buy, which are full of ugly fruits and vegetables to help prevent millions of pounds of perfectly edible, but slightly unattractive attractive food from going to landfill. Every year, 1.3 billion tonnes of food goes to waste, and 40% of that is due to the produce not meeting the cosmetic standards of grocery stores, when at the same time, there's literally hundreds of millions of people that don't know where the next meal is going to come from. So to help save some of that food, organisations around the world are purchasing this produce directly from farmers and selling it for around half the price of what you'd find in a grocery store. And those companies are already having a substantial impact, as one called Imperfect Foods has diverted 173 million pounds of produce, and another called Misfits Market has saved a further 225 million pounds. 
For an example of how they work, an Australian one called Farmers Pick collaborates with growers to put together seasonal produce boxes that provide farmers with an income for food that would literally otherwise be left on the ground to rot. You can let them know if you only want fruits or vegetables, can opt for only organic produce, and if you choose their option for a family of four, your box would include 12 kilos of fresh food made up of 16 different varieties. And so I'll leave a couple of these companies down in the description, uh, both on YouTube and audio only platforms. But if you know of any more, either DM me and I can update the caption or whatever, or let me know on the Instagram clip that will be going out of this story. So that is all the good news I could fit into this Christmas edition of the Fairly Lame podcast. Um, yeah, as I said at the start, I'm probably saying way too much, but yeah, thank you for the year. That has been really do appreciate all the support, all the interaction, all the engagement, everything like that. Um, cause yeah, this is honestly my favorite to do in the world. Um, yeah, hopefully you all have a nice bit of time off. We'll see you guys next week. Keep sending through any good environmental news, stories, innovations, or even uh, Christmas hacks and tips and tricks that you guys used uh, for this Christmas or whatever you celebrate. And uh, yeah, we'll speak to you guys next week. Have a good rest of your day. Uh, you know, drive to the family lunch, anything like that. We'll uh, talk to you guys then. See ya.